Stampede. Garner isn't 185, recorded 528, shy away from telling you who and what you've become, especially if I believe I'm right. Some people have accused me of being abusive, insensitive to the feelings of my fellow Americans. But maybe lately you haven't been reminded about what you've become. So let me just begin by saying most Americans don't want to hear the facts. They'd rather spend endless time escaping, watching some electronic screen being piped into their heads, making them part of the unthinking dead. Some people say Americans can't handle the truth. You see, if you're honest, in the morning, when you drag yourself out of bed and look at yourself in a mirror, you have to convince yourself you're okay. In fact, most of us like to believe we're better than okay, that we're an exceptional people. 
just like President Biden likes to say, leaning over on a microphone and whispering, we're Americans and we can do anything. Well, by analogy, during halftime, any coach wants to convince his losing team to go out on that field and kick some ass, to make people proud. Of course, you can play that song for so long before you realize it doesn't sound right. Politicians want to make you believe in something that just isn't true. Now, as I said before, I'm not shy about telling you what you've become. You've been made into a tool used to further a system that'll throw you on a junk heap like an unwanted toy when you're no longer able to produce. Maybe this will come as a surprise to your false pride, your slow, or put another way, you're ignorant. But you think you're special because you live in the greatest country on earth. I could keep insulting you, but I'll let your kids do that when they lose a sense of respect for you. I don't like to give out bad news to good people, but I shouldn't worry because the news doesn't matter anymore. Most people, good or bad, are being deceived, manipulated into thinking everything is all right. Today, most people don't think for themselves anyway. They've forfeited that. 
entrusting it to artificial intelligence. It's part of our culture that says, never send a human to do a machine's job. And why not? Thinking can be so stressful. Just sit back and live out a fantasy watching an electronic screen giving you values to live by. Or better yet, making you want to consume more. The screen tells you what you need to have. The food you should eat. The clothes you should wear. The car to drive. The house you should live in. Even who you should vote for. Don't trouble yourself. Just live that fantasy of going to a white sand beach, relaxing for two weeks on a vacation in paradise. Don't let the facts get in the way. Artificial intelligence can cure whatever ails you. Yeah, you're part of the new evolution in humanity. So don't worry about nothing. You don't need no stinking facts to clutter up your life. You're free as a bird. As long as you keep watching, doing what that electronic screen tells you to do. It's simple. What you want is more. And you can get it because AI is going to give it to you. Just so long as you don't start thinking for yourself. You're addicted. Your time is up and your future is gone. There ain't going to be a future for you, or at least a real one, when you wake up. When the wave of illusions and fantasies stop, you won't know what to do. And the nightmare of having to live without a reason to be will forever trap you in the present. Not knowing your past and not caring about your future. It's the sound of inevitability. I don't keep telling you everything is smelling sweet because I smell something offensive. 
If I'm not mistaken, it smells like a one-month-old fish rotting in a bank. Somebody forgot to throw out the trash. It's true. I'm always looking for those special dividends that underlie our consumerist economy. Recently, two CEOs from banks that declared bankruptcy, the Silicon Valley Bank and the Signature Bank, were brought before a congressional hearing. Now, I'm not fond of politicians. I find them to be pompous and arrogant, never accepting blame for the way they've burdened America's government with over $31 trillion of debt, especially when they sit in hearings on Capitol Hill grilling executives about their businesses going bankrupt. But Putting that aside for a moment, I was deeply offended when a senator asked the CEO of the Silicon Valley Bank if he had a $40 million compensation. Now, I've been mentioning the avarice and greed that our consumerist economy brings. So it's refreshing to hear some politician smells a 30-day-old carcass of a very large dead fish in a bank's executive suite. I especially dislike slimy and smelly things. Now, if a bank has a failure and has to close its doors, supposedly depositors with money up to $250,000 are insured, and they'll be able to recover their money. Now, about $172 billion in deposits at Silicon Valley Bank exceeded the maximum $250,000. And Janet Yellen, our Secretary of the Treasury, stepped in and interceded by saying all of the $172 billion of the depositors' money would be able to be recovered. I think the public should be informed of who those depositors are, having over $250,000 at SVB. It's stated that SVB, there were several who owned wineries in Napa Valley. I'm not jumping to conclusions, but the previous Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, owns a winery in Napa Valley. SVB was the third largest bank failure in U.S. history, and its CEO received a bonus of $40 million just days before the bank's foreclosure.
Maybe my characterizations of my fellow Americans is inaccurate, but recently I found a survey conducted by the Pew Research Center about how other people in the world view Americans. Polls conducted in 17 foreign countries found that Americans, by the use of social media, have been manipulated and divided. A large number of people could not believe America is an ally. 23% of people surveyed believed America never has been a good example to follow with 57% believing America used to be a good example to follow, but has not been in recent years. Only 17% of those polled believed America was a good example to follow. It's obvious our trustworthiness as a country to be followed is trending towards an uncertain future. Most Americans like to think we're a special people. But as I said before, we've developed a false sense of pride. Even in our neighbor to the north, Canada, 50% of people polled said our political system doesn't work well. But what's worse, we've become a dangerous people to ourselves and others. Our foreign policy of having over 750 military bases spread around 80 countries means we've allowed people in our State Department, our Congress, our industrial military complex, and our generals to tell the rest of the world how they should behave. In truth, the trouble with our politicians is they're primarily interested in keeping their jobs. It's big money by corporations that determine who is to be elected to our government. And as a consequence, our politicians aren't concerned about the people in this country, but for the best interests of corporate America. And it shows in lots of ways. There's discontent in this country. And a growing number of people don't trust what our government does. It's become obvious that our government's historic debt of over $31 trillion, the corruption, and the violence in the streets of this country all point to an insecure future, perhaps a collapse.
State Police. This government will never repair what was done in the past. Reparations are, in effect, only a political maneuver to gain votes for a particular party. The truth is, the present condition of our government is too weak to correct what wrongs took place in its historic past. In fact, today, there are new harmful and destructive practices that should concern this country. Addictions of every kind are not being addressed. Instead, they're being encouraged to increase needed revenue to help support deficit spending for our bankrupt government. The acceptance of gambling on the Internet is producing needed returns for the U.S. Treasury. But it's obvious it's going to cause serious addictions for everyday Americans. It will create another wave of illnesses. America's suicide rates have been rising and are going to increase. Nevertheless, under the previous 1992 Act of Illegally Gambling on Professional and Amateur Sports, unless you lived in Delaware, Montana, Nevada, or Oregon, it was illegal. Those states had sports lotteries and were exempted from the 1992 law. But that law on professional and amateur sports gambling was struck down by the Supreme Court in 2018, and all but a handful of states now permit online sports betting. I'm not offering a moral objection to gambling, only the reality of what it brings. I once lived in Las Vegas, so I think I understand what it produces in human behavior. But encouraging gambling on the internet on sporting events will bring a wave of addiction and corruption never felt before. I will say this, it's a common practice of third world countries to offer gambling as a means of increasing revenue for a government. Internet gambling guarantees a 24% tax on people's winnings, but the greater windfall is in taxation from money derived by the winnings of the companies running the internet gambling. Reparations for the historically wronged in this country can never happen because our government is bankrupt. Besides, money can't correct slavery, and addiction is slavery. And online gambling to increase revenues for our government is addictive and corruptive. And you thought you were living in a free country.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Tina Turner singing We Don't Need Another Hero from the 1985 movie Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Then from the 1988 movie Rain Man, you heard a cut from Hans Zimmer's composition Las Vegas, followed by a short score by Howard Shore, Wrath, from the 1995 movie Seven. Next was from the 2007 movie Mr. Brooks, The Veils, singing Vicious Traditions, and then a cut of Branislav Capers' Suite Number 2 from the 1946 movie The Stranger, with Edward G. Robinson's voice. And to close, more of Tina Turner from We Don't Need Another Hero. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.